Hey everyone, Steven here. Welcome back to a new episode of Rally Caps. Before we get started, a quick heads up. This episode was recorded under the name Slow Burn, and we have since changed the name of the show to Rally Caps. If you want to know why we changed the name, go check out our first episode. But despite the name change, the content of the conversation is still awesome, and we hope you enjoy the show. I'm going to start. You ready? Do it. We're ready. Hailing from the great state of Indiana, just outside of Pawnee, uh, now residing in a little town called Los Angeles. Over the past four years, they've grown a photography YouTube channel. Over 1 million subscribers pivoted into their own personal YouTube channels in 2020 and now make about $100,000 a day between the three. Everyone, please welcome Rachel and Daniel Gulata to <laughs> Slow Burn. Oh, well, thanks for having me. That was quite the introduction. And I didn't, I didn't realize I had uh, changed my last name to Rachel's. That's presumptuous. Oh, that's not, that's not what it is. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, in Rachel's world, I guess maybe it is. We're still, we're deciding. <laughs> Seriously though, thank you guys for coming on the show. We are. Is it, is it a show? We are glad to be on this, whatever it is. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Thank you. Uh, it's kind of nuts to think about the past, what, f right, four years that we've known each other now. We Almost, really started yeah. hanging out in like 2017. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It feels like yeah, we, uh, we started our relationship really strong. We just, I was like, I don't know this guy very well, but I think I want to travel to Asia with him. <laughs> <laughs> Share a king size bed yeah. with him. Did you guys share a bed? In Thailand we did because it's uh the the room we had was just a, oh yeah. It was just like a one bed. Nice. It was a couple suite. We can talk was, about that later, I guess. Yeah, we'll get into that later. <laughs> after after hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean we uh we took what an eighteen hour flight to China together. Eric, Eric and I didn't did. get up and pee once on the flight. It was very weird. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this guy hours? has the bladder of a whale. <laughs> the weird part is that's not true in like any other part of my life. I'm the one that's always stopping for road trips, so I have no idea what I think I was just like extremely anxious. Anyway, let's like pivot the conversation. <laughs> is that what this podcast from... is about? <laughs> Slow burn the feeling of like when you really have to pee but you don't want to get up. That's the origin story. <laughs> okay, so uh we we all kind of started in the same profession in wedding and portrait photography and you guys were doing that back in 2014 through 2016 and living in Chicago at that time. Yeah. Rich, when did you kick off? You shot your first wedding in 2012, maybe 2012 for your cousin. Right? Yeah. And then started my first season in 2013 and then we shot weddings up until 2018. I think 2018 was our last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still have my wedding website up and I don't, I'm not the best at responding to inquiries, but I think if we got a really good one, well, not right now, but like in the future, we would. We would consider it, consider but it. usually, I mean. It's hard to to commit so far out. Mm -hmm. To We're like, we never know what we're going to be doing yeah. in, a, you know, six months. So it's hard to book a wedding when you're. But yeah, we did it for a long time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. In terms of wedding. But then you, well, similarly, we 
pivoted not kind of around the same time because after you guys launched your first YouTube channel kind of encouraged me to do the same and I wanted to just hear your perspective on what you were thinking at that time was it did you see the potential of YouTube being a business back in 2017 or was it just something you kind of wanted to try and see what would happen yeah that was the I mean it, it did start as a side hustle business because I was working at a company where we made educational, like online courses. And the first course I was doing motion graphics for was a course on how to be a YouTuber, essentially. And so I'm working on this course and I'm like learning about um, the business side of YouTube. And then I come home and I tell Rachel, Rachel, we should start a YouTube channel. Like people are like doing this for a living. That's kind of wild because I didn't, we, we never really spent much time on YouTube before we started our own channel. But, um, and then Rachel's like, nah, you know, you always have some harebrained idea on what kind of side hustle you should start. Like, no, we don't have time for that. We had so many like phone chargers from eBay in our apartment. I got rid of those. Like mittens. He always like he always has like a genius idea for a side hustle. <laughs> and none of them were genius. Uh, I think the YouTube channel is the first thing. <laughs> so, that yeah, I was a little bit like weary. Yeah. You don't want to get stuck with like my next crazy idea. But like, I, I think you did some. You did some poking around on YouTube and then you're like, you know what? Like there's not like a in photography on YouTube. There's like a few a few people who are like pretty established. Um, but like these people aren't really shooting kind of like in the style that we do. Like it's kind of underrepresented upper under. Did I say that right? Underrepresented. And um, there's kind of like any tutorials were seemed to be kind of long winded and it didn't, you know. Yeah. Like when you go to look for a thing that you want to learn you have to like scroll through like 15 minutes of people talking and we're like that's not what we like watching like Mm -hmm. let's just give them the goods yeah let's fill in this little gap in the market yeah with some fast videos which is a bad plan if you want to make ad revenue but we didn't really think about that part (laughs) but we we uh, i think i think one weekend you're like we should do a photography channel and then we like wrote a list of like maybe 20 or 30 ideas of like video topics and then maybe the next weekend we filmed our first one and edited it and then put it out like that Monday morning. And then I went went back to work on Monday morning, um, you know, didn't with no expectations of anything because a brand new channel, your first video, it's probably not going to do well. We did have, I don't know if I should say expectations, but we had goals yeah. and they're really conservative. Like 500 views the first week maybe or a couple hundred. Yeah, I think by the end of the year, we wanted like 10,000 subscribers or something. Something like that. And then we, uh, so one of the things I learned at my day job was like, kind of finding out where people in that community, where they hang out online or, you know, where, where they look for new videos or whatever. So I, I, I made a list of like all these photography blogs that we could reach out to and send them our new video and be like, hey, you know, we think your audience might like this. And so then I, we emailed a bunch of them and what? I was trying not to make noise. Oh, <laughs> so we emailed, <laughs> emailed like 10 photography websites and then, um, I think F stoppers or Petapixel. I think Petapixel posted it. And so then that helped us shoot up to like 10,000 views within 48 or 72 hours, which was just like mind blowing. And then we haven't really looked back since. I mean, we just kept going every week. Um, And then we've taken a week, like a Monday off mm -hmm, here and there. But for the most part, we've done like 52 videos a year almost. Yeah, I would say so. freaking insane uh i just i have a question later about consistency because i'm 
not good at it like you guys. Well, you, uh, you, but, you have good excuses for yeah. it because you have you still shoot weddings and you have like a family. So. I mean, yeah, everyone's different. Like yeah. what's consistent for you is going to look different than what's consistent yeah. for us. Sure. It's it's cool to hear. And it, what it only took you guys six to eight months to go full time on your channel basically then yeah so we started like the first week of january january 8th or something and um by november by november um rachel kind of wasn't really doing weddings like i think he decided to like stop booking them as much i left my full-time job and we just kind of hit the ground running so and did you feel like you could the kinds of brand deals that you were booking starting to do that did you ever think that was possible in the beginning or how that continued to grow how did you feel in that process well well i remember um with brand deals you know that was something i was aware of because i was working kind of in a parallel industry where you know talking about all that like the the founders at the company i worked at were you know used to have a big youtube channel and so you know i i understood that brand deals happened and just like knowing how we are as people we're not we don't really put on a personality for the camera. We're just who we are is what you see is what you get kind of. So, you know, if we're going to do a brand deal where we like pitch something, it has to be something that we kind of genuinely would recommend. And so, yeah, we were kind of holding off for the right opportunities, not just like jumping at every opportunity that came our way. And so, um, yeah, because right when you start a channel, you'll get like probably three to 10 emails a day of like, Amazon sellers, like people who just want to like send you stuff and they'll give you like a little stipend or they'll give you free uh, Mm -hmm. products. And yeah, yeah, we, we didn't do any of that. But I do remember when I was working at, at my full-time job, we did start working with Adobe on a project and I mean, it was long enough ago. I mean, it was like $5,000 fee or something. So I was just like, I was like, I cannot believe Adobe's paying me money to do something because you know, I've been using Adobe since I was like 15. Like. But then later we found out they make like um, $1,000 every six minutes or something. So then we felt like. <laughs> I mean, they're a huge company. But, <laughs> but you know, we were, we were stoked because we're like, wow, that's amazing. Like, we're just making these little videos and we're going to get paid seri- like a month's salary or, you know, whatever it is, to, depending on your job, you know, like that's a ton of money. So then we're like, that's crazy. And we just started this thing. And we're probably at that point had like 50 60,000 subscribers. So at that point, we were just like, you know, we really have something going here where we could definitely take it to the next level. Has it, uh, I mean, what does is, what is a few years under your belt feel like now? Three to four years into it. I know last time we hung out pre-pandemic, right? We collaborated on a video. It felt like you guys felt kind of feeling like you were burned out a little bit um, and really kind of I'm sure is what led to this year was starting your own personal channels. How did, how does, how did that feel in that process? Where do you, where are you at now in feeling those feelings? Well, yeah, I mean it, I would say like currently I'm still like feeling burnt. I I felt burnout for years. I feel like, um, like there are certain things that get you excited and like energized. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you're like, you know, very fortunate and grateful to have the job that you have because it, 
it really is a good job. I mean, it's not not the perfect job. I don't think any job is, but it's like it is a solid job. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also is a job. So you're you know when you do feel like um, you kind of are on a hamster wheel sometimes yeah, when you, you work can't get the ahead. Weekends. Yeah, yeah. Like every Monday we post videos. It's like I can breathe a sigh of relief. I'm like, oh, I, got, I did it. I got videos out. But and then, then by the afternoon, we're like, wait, what are we doing next week? Like, yeah, we only have a week to get these like, just, three videos out. Yeah, it starts back over again. And you're like, oh, I'm just, I just, I don't know. Like, we, we never, we very rarely have like videos in the bank scheduled uh, way ahead of time. That just doesn't happen for us. Like, every once in a while, we'll get ahead and maybe get three videos up. Rachel's personal channel is a different story. She's way ahead. I'm like a month ahead on my. Yeah, but like with Mango Street, oh we're, <laughs> with Mango Street, we're going like week to week, and and you know if we just, you know, so it is hard to like kind of feel like you can never get ahead, and um, and it's also at this point I feel like we've covered so many topics. Like I don't know what else to tell people about photography. Um, we we can think of like cool creative shoots that are fun, but like we've been limited this year in doing that. Yeah. Rachel has a bunch of fun creative mm-hmm. ideas, um, but then like a lot of times people say, "Oh, why don't you do a video on like editing in Lightroom Mobile?" And we're like, "Yeah, we've done it, like three times. It's just you know it's been like four years, so we have a ton of videos. It's just like we don't want to keep making stuff if we're not providing any new value, like any." anything new to the table we yeah. don't want to do it i feel like we're still doing that like i feel like we're still finding new things to make yeah and we're not like redoing videos for the most part we've done oh, yeah. a few like um this year we've done a few like um taking up like s- several of our tips and like combining them all into one video um like a bottle mm-hmm. episode kind of <laughs> um but yeah for the most part we've been trying to like keep it fresh and i think we've still been doing that but it, that is like contributing to the burnout of like having to like constantly be creative mm-hmm. like in a way where like most people in the past like before the internet didn't have to be creative this much this fast this often yeah yeah that's a good point and, and it feels like you always have to continually one-up yourself yeah. like you have to because mm-hmm. everyone else in your niche you know they're trying to do the same and so you're like you're competing with yourself but there's also like you know if you're not keeping up um you there's just constant pressure to feel like you have to like do something mind-blowingly creative and sometimes you just me personally i'll speak for myself sometimes i just don't have that in my tank where i'm like i can't be creative right now and i just feel like i cannot put out a video and i will say like sort of on that note like the reason why mango street is a harder channel like we feel more burnt out on that channel i think for me at least is that it comes from a creative place and so when people aren't responding to our videos or if they're being like negative about them or mean about them it feels personal and it's like kind of hard to like get I don't want to say like attacked but like people sort of beat up on you a lot and it like on our other channels that don't come from art places if people have negative things to say it doesn't it's different yeah because when you're being creative you're like putting yourself out there you're you're being vulnerable in a way yeah it's easy to get back up Mm -hmm. again and like make another video but when people do that mango street it's just like I put like so much into this and they're like they're being so mean like why do I keep doing this to myself so yeah that's kind of part of the burnout for uh, me I think yeah that's a huge role the other role or the other aspect to it is you're relying on a third-party platform to deliver yeah. your videos to people we got like two or three comments on our last video that's like miss you guys like uh, Where's, wish, uh, you know, where have you been or whatever yeah. and we're like literally every monday like we're still putting stuff out every week yeah, yeah they're like i subscribed i turn on the bell i don't know what like 
So it's, yeah, it, they just don't show our videos. So you, you, even at this point, even this late, late into the game, you know, you still get discouraged if um, you feel like you do all this work and then it's like not getting seen by people who want to see it. Yeah, and I feel like we've upped our production value so much over the years. We get better oh, yeah. and better and better, and like we put more and more into it. We pay people to do different things for us. We like we get models. We we do all these things, and then like in the beginning when we were doing everything so bootstrapped. Our videos were shooting through the roof like <laughs> yeah with very like we would do yeah. everything in a weekend for those videos yeah and now when we're putting like so much more time and effort into them but they're just not getting shown yeah, as it, much you, you, you can easily get discouraged that way and it's yeah. like you know that's just one of the downsides of it but you know i mean in general it's like you're still in a good good place but yeah um, yeah not, not i don't want to but you're not but you're also not like um immune to you know, burnout or anything like that, that you might face at another job. Yeah. Totally. Speaking of, as you guys have started your individual channels this year, have you felt the kind of creative spark of like beginning something new that you did when you first started Mango Street as you started your own channels on, on finance and fitness? For, for me, I would say like one of the things I enjoy doing is like building something um, then actually like taking it from there, I usually don't enjoy it as much, but like I get excited about like building a business or, or building something, starting something. So to me, yeah, I do find that like, that's the fun part for me. Plus each of your videos are like building its own business. Yeah. So it's like, it's double it, cause uh, you know, I'll try different experiments in my videos and it's also on a new channel. So there's like, it's been really fun. And like, I, it, like when I started doing videos for it, I was like, oh, okay. Like I, this is fun again because you know, I would actually look forward to making videos for my new channel. Whereas um, maybe for Mango Street, I feel more like uh, it's kind of like a drag that I have to do this, something I have to do this week. Whereas for my channel, I was like, ooh, this is gonna be fun, you know? What about you? My channel, um, there's very little opportunity to be creative on it. Like I try to make it um, stand out from other fitness channels by like making it aesthetically pleasing and like choosing good music and incorporating my dogs a lot they clicks. incorporate themselves yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> um yeah but for the most part it's like kind of autopilot like i mean you have to put thought into the workouts that you write and yeah but from there it's more linear compared yeah. to even just like yeah. editing it's like the same formula every time mm -hmm. so but yeah that's really interesting to see the different uh models uh, uh between the three channels that you have and i know I think Daniel, you covered it on one of your most recent videos of Rachel with some of yours, like can just get views on views on views because people rewatch to watch the same workout. Mm -hmm. That's just so interesting to me, kind of figuring out and using YouTube as a platform to have a library of content like that. Yeah. Uh, to be long, long form. Yeah. I can't think of another niche where people like have to rewatch your videos over and over like that. Yeah. Like I was trying to think of it because somebody asked on your channel maybe, and I really can't think of another. Like I've, another niche other yeah, than fitness. It's yeah. a really good it's a really good niche to be in, guys. <laughs> yeah. Maybe music videos where people rewatch them is like, like the only other thing I, I used can think to of. learn like a dance routine or something. Yeah. Like if you're yeah. if you're learning something yeah. that requires like muscle memory or something, I feel like maybe then if it's like drum rudiments, you know how you do Oh yeah, I watch those a lot. So anything that's like teaching you, I feel like something physical where you have to like get your body, you know, used to whatever. Yeah, it is but even doing. so like you have a 30 day, like people can come back to these workouts like year after year after year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I've been coming back repeatedly and I have so much less fat over my six pack. <laughs> so I feel great now. So thank you for that. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man. Do you feel do you feel like YouTube is it something that is sustainable that could last for another decade? Do you think people can keep doing this? Because it it, it is just becoming so saturated in different niches. And I mean, kudos to you guys for growing something so quickly in two different subsets that are completely different than the first thing you did. But so many people are trying to start off something new on YouTube because they're so excited and motivated from other things they've been inspired by. And then it's impossible to get their their like feet on the ground and, and roots. And like, what do you what do you do differently? And, and do you see sustainability in over the next 10 years? I'm sure, it was, you know, there's always going to be a demand for for this kind of content. And, you know, whether it's something that we personally could do for that long, probably not. I don't know. But um, I think there's always going to be like a market for that and for like this like connection you have with other people across the world and where you can. I, I think to me, like you always have to have like a differentiating factor if you're going to start a YouTube channel now. And it's so saturated. Like when we started, there's hardly any photography or videography channels like we got in at the right time I think now there's like there's so many like I've forgotten more than you know I could even name and um I think if you want to like stand the test of time you have to like provide people something of value whether that's entertainment information both um and then you have to have like a unique factor I think to like stand out now like ours are quick we have the personalities we have we integrate the humor that we think is funny and hopefully other people do too. I mean, that's... And we have those dogs. We have the dogs. You know, we have like our own... <laughs> our own huge selling point. <laughs> our own photographic style, I think. Um, you know, you just have to bring something to the table that's like, you know, if it's, you know, do you want to watch a bad cover or do you want to watch the original? Well, you might just go watch the original. So it's like you have to give people a reason to watch. This is a guy who's listening to Taylor Swift covers every time I pass. Taylor Swift covers. <laughs> I don't listen to Taylor Swift covers. I don't know where that came from. Um, what I was, <laughs> I what real, I was gonna say thing. is also like you have to be able to pivot. Like, if something's not working, you have to kind of be able to change. Like, if you want to be on YouTube for, or not necessarily on YouTube, even pivot to a new platform. Like, mm -hmm. if you want to be in this business or whatever for, I don't know. You have to be adaptable. Yeah, and then you, yeah, you have to. I think. You have to analyze what you've been doing and see if it's still working. And if not, then you need you need to pivot and you try something else. You need to make a fitness else. channel if it's make, not. Make a fitness channel. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so, I mean, how how much do you guys resonate with? I thought you were going to ask us how much we make. <laughs> well, Daniel, <laughs> I was like, Daniel well, already Daniel's just covered that already. Already. Scenes, so. I think. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to know, just go to Daniel's channel and just see all the videos he makes about that. Hopefully the IRS doesn't watch it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I someone commented taxes. that on one of my most recent videos. I talked about net worth, and they were just like, "Wow, you have to be pretty honest to let the IRS watch your videos." And yeah, you know what? YouTube is probably blocked uh, at all government facilities. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not worried. <laughs> we're good. We're safe. So what? What were you asking if we resonate with? How how much how much does it like the idea of slow burn resonate with you? Do you feel like building and sustaining a small business or an online business is something that should be for the long haul? Can you do it in a short period amount of time and 
make a good chunk of change and invest it in a completely different way and then pivot into say something like real estate. I don't know. Is that something you guys do or? Yeah, I think it all depends on what your goals are. Cause you can, you, sure. you know, you could put in a lot of time up front and create like a lifestyle business that can kind of run maybe mostly on autopilot if that's your goal. And you, yeah, I think that's hard to do. Um, you know, everyone is alert by like something that's like quick and easy and makes a bunch of money fast, but that's just the reality is that like rarely happens. Like with, even with our channel where we had really fast growth, um, when we first started, you know, paying ourselves for, for it, we're just maybe it was like a thousand dollars a month for quite a while, which that's not, you know, where we live, you know, if that's your full-time job, that's not enough. So, um, and that was, you know, looking back, it was like maybe out of the first year, maybe we got a thousand dollars a month, like for six of the 12 months. I don't really remember, but it's just like, and that was like, that was, that felt like a lot of work and it was a lot of videos. And, it's, and then if you add up how much you made that year, it wasn't, it wasn't that much, but obviously it's grown a lot since then. And so I think we, we just, that really wasn't the goal. Like, yeah, it was to have a side business, but like, we weren't just like thinking about the money, money, money. It was like, we want to have like videos that we're proud of. We want to make photos that we think are pretty cool. Like that was, we cared more about like actually making videos that we thought were pretty good. Yeah. Same thing with like presets. Oops. Sorry. Same thing with like presets. Like (laughs) some people maybe just like don't put a lot of time or effort in them and they, they throw them out and they like slap a, I don't know, like what the going rate for presets is like 10, 20 20 bucks, bucks, you know, price tag on them. And then it's just a money grab. Yeah, that's just like a money grab. But like even from like things like that, like Daniel works like so hard on it and like we price them where they're not going to just sell out or not sell out, but like sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of like approach everything with like, um, I don't not not really in like a money making. Yeah. It's more like we want to be able to like be proud of it, be proud of it, have some integrity in, in what we're doing and not just feel like like I don't really want to sell someone. $20 $20 presets if I don't think they're very good. Like even before we started our YouTube channel, I was working on uh, Lightroom presets. Like I've always, I, I've been working in Lightroom for a really long time and I've always been like trying to make good presets. And, but you know, the first, I think um, year, first year we had our channel, we didn't release any because I didn't think they were good enough. And I was like, if these presets aren't better than what we already own from other uh, companies, then I don't want to put any out. And so I kept working on them until I was like, I would A, B test Rachel blindly and be like, all right, which one do you like better? You know, this preset pack from that we've been using or this other one. Um, and then when she was picking the ones that I made, then I was like, okay, I think these are getting somewhere. So even with everything like that, we really like care about, you know, what we're putting out there instead of just trying to get rich quick. Yeah. But I mean, maybe we should do that. Do what? Try to get rich quick. Well, that's what I'm trying to do on my channel. He's like saying it out loud. I'm like, wait, why aren't we trying to get rich quick? Why are we slow burning? Let's do a fast burn. Well, well, that's one thing I like about like with my new channel where I I try different online. It's all about making money online and and what works and what doesn't. And that's fun because like over the years, like I've always I'm like, okay, is drop shipping actually legitimate or is it just like people selling you stuff on drop shipping? And so I like being able to try all these things and be like, okay, this is actually way harder than people make it seem to be. And I, I can say that because I'm not trying to sell them anything. It's just, it, it mm-hmm. satisfies my own curiosity. And I think it, 
provides like a transparent source for other people to see like like i'm okay with like dropping 500 dollars on drop shipping you know whereas someone else like me like in 2014 when i was learning about drop shipping i did not want to spend more than like 50 dollars on something to see if it works you know so i think it's cool that i can just like you know we have the resources where i can put something into it and just show people the results I did not know you were spending $500 on dropshipping. Oh, yeah. I spent $500 on ads. I didn't get any sales. I got to start watching your videos. <laughs> Man. I love I saw Rachel's comment on your last videos. Like, I think you should do more uh, getting more free, free stuff for your uh, wife. aerobic fitness tools for your wife. You should keep doing videos like that. I love that video. Yeah. It's a really good video. <laughs> Referring to the getting a Peloton for free by trading Peloton stock options video. That was pretty fun. Uh, That's definitely my favorite video you've made so far. Oh. Honestly, that was fantastic. It's Thank just you. such a funny way to go about doing it. Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But it worked out. It did, yeah, luckily. Someone recently commented on it that he like did the same thing for his wife, but with something else. Oh, with an Apple something forget what it was. It was an Apple product, I thought. Yeah, hmm. I think that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I want to do it with Tesla next. Right. I think he should do it with a house next. <laughs> yeah, or, oh, wow. or real. Just invest in, in REITs and see if I can buy us a house. I don't think mm. so. <laughs> I think really kind of the last thing I wanted to ask you guys was like, what are what are some of the future goals? Like, what do you what do you want to be doing in five to 10 years? Do you see, do you, do you look out that far or do you kind of just want to focus on the things that you have going for you right now? Well, we don't, we don't sit out, sit down and write like a five-year plan or anything like that. We do have, I think our own. We made a vision board this year. Should I not say that out loud? No, you can talk about it, <laughs> but I mean, so far only one of the things has happened and that was just because it was like um, hit a million subscribers. And I think that we're, like yeah, we so were like close three away. Point, so yeah, we kept like um, printing out pictures of houses that we wanted and putting them on our fridge, and they just kept getting bought. Yeah, they would go under contract and be like, "Well, that didn't work." <laughs> yeah, I don't think that anybody <laughs> should do vision boards. It actually doesn't. But work. yeah, in terms of the future, I mean, personally, like my ultimate goal would be like not feel like we have to put out a video every week put one out when we have something that's worthwhile instead of just like pumping out content or whatever for people to consume. Like instead of it's just like, oh, we think of like a fun photo shoot idea, like let's go do it and we can film behind the scenes and show people like how it went. How it went. I think that's really cool. Like just the like squirrel creatively. guy. What? The squirrel guy? Like doesn't he just do one video like a month? Are you talking about Mark Rober? The, the guy who did like the squirrel. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, he's like a NASA that's engineer, and she's like the squirrel, squirrel guy. Squirrel guy. <laughs> that's like the dream, though. Like, used to work for NASA. Yeah, yeah. the squirrel I know him guy. More from Jimmy. That Kimmel squirrel that worked for NASA. <laughs> but yeah, like making like one good video. When you, you can. When you can, that you put like a lot of effort into instead of like, you know, four short videos. Yeah, but the, like right now, since it is like our main source of income, then you have to think about. Well, if we do that, like if we do like one video a month, are people still going to watch? If it's only once a month, you always have like that in the back of your mind. If you're not growing, you're dying kind of mindset with social media. So um, but but I think like the goal like that, that to me sounds the most ideal. The videos I do for my channel, I, I really enjoy doing so far. Like they are a lot of work and like stressful and 
you know, it, but it is like, it's yeah. still fun for me and something that I would probably do without a YouTube channel to a certain extent, but this gives me like an excuse to do it. Well, as your friend, I would say that if you did make one a month, people would watch it. And I think you guys are totally at that place now. You've pivoted hard enough and and well enough this year that that's possible. We we have a lot of like contracted brand deals that we have to do right now. And I also mm -hmm. don't want to just make a video to fill with an ad every time, too. So I, yeah, it's like I still feel like we still have to do four right now just to make it so it's not an ad every time. But some people do do it well, like... Um, I feel like Jesse Driftwood, he puts out videos pretty infrequently, but they're like really good and they're usually just ad supported. And I think I'd never have a problem with it, but I never have a problem with ad supported stuff mm -hmm. anyway. But yeah. people who don't make videos tend to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I see an ad in something I like, I'm like, oh, good for you. Get paid. You work hard. Awesome. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm a little biased, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's wildly interesting to hear your insight and I know so many other people are going to appreciate hearing from you too and seeing what's possible now with online content creation uh but using YouTube primarily specifically as a vehicle to start businesses is just something I I'm like so interested in and will I'll continue to do um over the next five years. And so I don't, I'm just really encouraged by seeing what you guys do and the strategy that you take in approaching these things and building through the platform. Well, YouTube. So thank you. Oh, well, I, I mean, that's nice to hear. I think it's interesting. Like YouTube in general is like, since it's such a huge search engine, it's like when you maybe used to just think about doing SEO for your website to help your business out. Now, like having a YouTube channel to support your business is really a better source of SEO and like it drives so much more traffic than so many other platforms do. So it kind of makes sense for a lot of people just to dive in and see, see what happens, I think. Yeah. If you had to give one actionable piece of advice to someone who has, I don't know, 158 subscribers on their YouTube channel currently... Uh, and they're trying to grow what they're doing. What specific. would that advice be? Um, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, well, we we have a lot of advice that we always say. So maybe I don't want to speak for you, but I think putting out consistent videos, like figuring out what that means for you, like if you can only do one a week or one a month or two a, a month. Or, yeah, find your threshold <laughs> of where you can like, yeah. Do it. S stick to that. Stick to the same day, um, in the same time, um, and like put out the best video that you can. Like, um, if a video of ours was like half baked and it didn't have to go out because of a an ad or something, um, we probably wouldn't put it out that that day. Like, we would just yeah, we trashed a handful yeah. of videos. Yeah. Um, be like be unique in some way like bring something to the table that um yeah, people are going to want to watch like think about the youtubers that you like and kind of figure out like what makes them unique and then see how you yeah i'll say like instead of imitating your favorite youtubers um just like lean into your own personality like lean into what what makes you different isn't that <laughs> eric's logo he's like that's your tagline right i don't know I don't know where you, I have no idea where you heard that. I thought I I don't know what you're talking about. I thought I heard it on every single one of your videos. 
Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's interesting because like I would never think that we could have a YouTube channel as a job because we're not like that camera charisma type that you're used to seeing on YouTube. But I think we just mm-hmm. leaned into it because that's like if we're going to do a YouTube channel, like that's our only choice. And um, I think some people resonate with that. Some people won't like it. They're going to be like, wow, you guys are so boring and monotone. So like, some people take it as being dicks too. Yeah. Like it yeah. doesn't resonate with certain people <laughs> at all. Like we're not just like these like boom, like really upbeat, like crazy, like turning on a personality for the camera. We're not like what's up. We're not like that. We just. We, we physically can't be like that. Yeah. And so like we don't force it. And so I think some people appreciate that. Some people don't. Some people think it's boring, but that's fine. You know, you know, that's just going to happen. Some people are like, oh, this is nice. It makes me want to go to sleep. And we <laughs> well, take like, that as As long as, as that video is running, you know, we got to get <laughs> that good playtime. Um, <laughs> but then like in, in terms of like actual content, I would say audio is more important than video, even for a YouTube channel, hmm. um, which I know like we've we actually, yeah, we've. We've always struggled with it. Just in we like, always live in a loft. We're always in these lofty places with tons mm-hmm. of reverber- reverberations, and so, and if we sh- shoot with like lobs on, like the battery will die like halfway through. Like we always have like issues. So it's like, I know it's like not. It's more like do what we say, not what we do. Mm-hmm. But audio is more important than video for sure. Yeah, those comments hurt when people talk about our audio. I know. I'm like, ah, every time it's a struggle. We're trying. We're trying. It's not easy here. We have like <laughs> we're like always have helicopters going right overhead. Like when I was setting up for this podcast. Helicopters are flying so low and it's so loud and sirens and there's so much stuff going on. So it's always a struggle for us, but yeah. Well, that's a good place to wrap. Thank you for your advice. Thank you for your time. Uh, I know it's precious to you guys with all the stuff that you do. Precious. Always thankful for you guys, your support of everything I do creatively. And I mean, it's very specific. I made a video once about it. I remember like very vividly when you guys were in Chicago one December and Rachel was in the passenger seat and just like leaned back and was like, you should start a YouTube channel. I remember that. And I thought it was the craziest idea. Like I thought there was no time I could commit to it. And I was too overloaded with other work. And, and now you have a whole squad crazy. fam. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. It's Yeah. I don't, I, I resent the fact that you told me not to say that, but I forgive you for it. Um, and the fact that it can, it's essentially half of my career now. Um, I'm very thankful to you guys for pushing me to do that. And I think that goes to kind of what I talk about with how much I appreciate community and what I do creatively and bouncing off ideas and supporting one another. I just, yeah, appreciate you guys. Well, we should get points that on that or whatever. Yeah, we should get some back-end um, AdSense cut. Well, I think everyone needs <laughs> a solid YouTube dad, and I think um, you're you're just a solid go-to for so many people, and you're crushing it. So it's fun to watch well, your you. channel just keep getting better Channels. and better. And Oh, yeah. You're running all the time. Like, what? You already started a second channel? You're crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't posted on that in a while. Whatever. <laughs> That's There you go. That's the right attitude to have. <laughs> <laughs> you just thank ign- you so much guys. thank you oh. both for doing this oh thanks no, for having us say it. Yeah. say it i was gonna say you just ignored all the <laughs> advice rachel gave you about um starting a youtube channel <laughs> you're like yeah whatever <laughs> but it's a passion project so yeah no rules i'll do a clean outro here now okay steven make sure you cut that in post okay 
Yeah, I'll definitely cut that in post. Definitely. You'll There's definitely a, cut that. You have post. a lot to cut in post. Let me be honest with you. I was <laughs> mumbling my way through. I don't think this is just coffee, honestly. <laughs> Whenever so. we sound dumb, just cut cut it out and put an office clip in. Yeah. That's what we do. Mm. Easy. Or Arrested Development, whichever yeah. works better. Well, yeah, both are just phenomenal choices. <laughs> well, thank you for Daniel. To thank you, <laughs> thank you so much to Daniel. <laughs> You're gonna cut that too, right? Thank you so much. To- I'm not <laughs> cutting that either, bud. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much to our friends Daniel and Rachel for jumping on. You can find them at Mango Street on YouTube or Daniel Inskeep or Rachel Galata Fitness. They're in all the places. Go look them up. Check out the show notes. Anywhere, everywhere, you could find them. They're all over the web. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you.